you for the way you are directing our path. We surrender ourselves to you completely. As we have held ourselves bound to you, O God. In covenant through the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, as you have been speaking to us over the years, we ask that in this month of May, our hearing will improve. Lord, grant everyone in this family the grace and ability to hear your audible voice. Lord, grant everyone in this family the grace and ability to discern every information that you are given so that the devil will not be able to lie to us or deceive us in any way. Help our heart to be pure and be holy before you. Cleanse our heart and mind from every act of ungodliness. Let our heart be your heart. Help us to see the way you see. Help us to know the way you know. Help us to hear the Father as you have heard the Father. So that in everything we will be pleasing unto you. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we pray. Shall we just put our hands together for the Lord? Let's take a seat. Amen. Wow. Thank God for these three days. Tonight, I just want to give you a brief summary and then we will carry on on Sunday. I've been teaching you about preparing the saints for the coming of the Lord. If you will probably put a tag into it, it is about the coming of the Lord. Let me say something to you. Some years ago, a minister challenged me and said to me, Apostle, you gather ministers every year for conference, and each year we ask what is the topic. You give us the same topic, preparing the saints for the coming of the Lord. And he said to me, oh, don't you have something else to teach us? And when man speaks, you must discern to when the devil speaks. Because the devil speaks through the mouth of men to achieve all his intention to wreck, to destroy, and to deceive. What he said looks appealing in this contemporary world where many churches you have all manners of strange words, topics, titles, even names of churches are so funnily strange. It is possible for me to have thought that, well, what you are saying is good, really. You know, we should have different topics every day, every year. But I quickly responded to him and told him, in the position I am in God, I do not work for God, I work with God. I said to him, what is your purpose as a minister of God? Tell me your main purpose. If the purpose of a minister of God shifts from preparing God's people for the return of the Lord, then every other thing that minister does is useless. The reason why God sent ministers is to go and prepare the way for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In preparing the way for the return of our Lord, we teach you many things to equip you in your race on earth. Not only that, and to equip you in your race to heaven. So that when death catches up with you, or the trumpet shall blast, and we will rapture, you will be able to be among those. That Jesus will say, well done. So I said to him, the day the focus of a minister of God diverts from preparing God's people for the return of the Lord, that minister has been deceived by the devil. We are not sent by God to make church feel cool. No. We are sent by God to instruct you in all godliness. So I told him, this year, preparing the saints of God for the return of the Lord. Next year, preparing the saints of God for the return of the Lord. Year after, preparing the saints for the return of the Lord. Forever and ever, preparing the saints for the return of the Lord. And he walked away from me. 
Today I want to expand more on deception. There are three levels of deception that we recognize from the book of Matthew 24 verse what? What verse is it? Open your book and let's see. Matthew 24 verse. As much as I don't want to be too uh, long in my teaching today, help me to keep to it. When I ask you a question, I expect every one of you, whenever I teach you daily, go home and read it. Pastor Dapo from Lagos is in London. And he was not able to come to church yesterday. He called me today. Okay? And you know, the first thing I will ask him is that, were you connected to what I'm doing here now? Because I wouldn't expect you not to be. He says, yes, sir. He said, I was with you from the beginning at 7 to the end of the meeting. And he began to tell me the scriptures that I quoted and the things that I said. He said, because after the meeting, I heard what you said. I sat down. I was challenged by the scriptures. He said, those scriptures are so nakedly truth. He says, and I began, I read through everything yesterday before I slept. That is what I expect of every one of you. I've told you when I teach you something, by the next day you must be able to regurgitate it. In case somebody stops you in your office and begins to question you on that. You know, the recipe for, for success is this. Whenever you are taught something by a lecturer, the same night you go through it and make sure it sticks in your brain. A student who does that will glide in examination quite easy. But a student who leaves his lecture thinking that you will catch up with it tomorrow, your tomorrow will become four weeks. And all the retention that you have, the little fragment you had, originally in the classroom, will have disappeared. So that what you are reading looks like a strange language. This is the problem that a good number of human beings face. To fail examination, that is the recipe for failure. To clear examination is very easy, but it's just the procedure of the scriptures. When you hear the Berean Christians went home every day when Paul preached, and they searched the scriptures to find out whether what Paul said was the truth. Every Christian must go every day you hear the word anywhere before you sleep that night. You must go through all the scriptures and add more scriptures to what you have heard. We will find out whether what you were told is the truth and also to expand your knowledge of the truth that you got. Do that for God. You will be able to do that for your life and it will make all the difference for success. So what we started this scripture from is Matthew 24. And we looked at verse 4. And what the verse 4 says is that Jesus said, Do watch out that you are, no one deceives you. Watch out that no one deceives you. Now, in the word no one, we discover that the word no one is a pluralistic word. It is not talking about a person or an identity of a person, each person, but it's talking about a group. Now, we now look at the evidence of the Bible that what groups can fit into the word no one. And we discover there are only three groups the Bible mentioned. The first group is the group of you yourself deceiving yourself. And we have looked at several scriptures that tells us what a deceiver of himself is. Black and white. I won't go through that again. Then we look at satanic deception. And satanic deception, the root scripture about satanic deception is First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Don't forget. 24, 4, then 4, 1. Don't forget. Matthew 24, 4. 4 appears in all the three. First Timothy chapter 4. Verse 1, don't forget. Matthew 24, verse 4. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Okay, so 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 talks about in the last days many will desert the faith. They will abandon Christian faith. That is the doctrine of, the sound doctrine of the word of God. They will follow deceiving spirit and things taught by demons. So we recognize there are three entities spoken about in the Bible. In that very verse. The first entity is people will desire the faith. And that is you and I. That comes under self-deception. People will not want to put up with sound doctrine. It comes under self-deception. People want to follow hypes. It comes under self-deception. People want to feel cool when there is nothing to cool about. It's all under self-deception. 
So people would decide the faith. They would not want the, the, the doctrine of holiness anymore. They, 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 will, they, will, they will say, we don't want anyone to come and tell us how we live. Because, uh, 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 <laughs> lacking the understanding fact that throughout your life, somebody will tell you what to do. You will never be free from a man telling you what to do. You go to school, your lecturer will tell you what you have to do. You can't do it the way you think. You have to do it the way he tells you. You get out of the industry to work, somebody is there before you who is your boss, who will tell you that in this place, forget about all what you have known, this is how we want to do it here. You cannot do it in any other form than the way he wants you to be done. Alright? You get married, you lose your will. Because there are some things that your wife wants you to be done the way she wants it. There are some things you want to be done the way you want it. You get into any relationship, you have to give and take. So in the real fact in life is that any terrain you enter, somebody has to dictate to you. In life. But you see, the Bible says that in this end time, people will not put up with sound doctrine. They will want people to tell them what their itching ears want to hear. So we recognize that when he says that do not be deceived, when he says that uh, many will abandon the faith, we recognize that the word many talks about self-deception. But they will follow deceiving spirits. That is Satan and the embodiment of evil spirits. And things taught by demons and that is ministers of God who have turned away into the devil. Now, having said that to you, just in a few minutes, I'm going to take you through a scripture that reveals these three embodiments too, which is one chapter book in the Bible, the book of Jude. The reason why I'm going to tell you about the book of Jude is this. John 10, 10, Jesus says the thief has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. In Matthew, it says, in 24, 4, it says, watch out that you are not deceived. Now, some time ago, I was among you when I spoke against YouTube. You remember? And I said to you that be careful what you watch on YouTube. Because you go to YouTube to, to listen to a preacher, and on the right side of the download are naked people having sex. So you are looking for God, alright? You find the, a picture of God, but it comes with several evangelists of Satan. Now, as it is the Spirit of God that will push you to listen to the preacher, demonic spirits, anytime their articles flash out, they also manifest around you to push you to click those things. As it is that the entrance to your spirit is your eyes. The moment you click the message, Holy Spirit have access into your spirit and to remold you, to convict you, to change you to what he's saying. So also, if you make a mistake to click naked people, demonic spirit will enter into you instantly. And then they will begin to manipulate your mind so as to create opportunity for other evil spirits to enter into you so that they can wreck you and destroy you. Same way on the internet. You have news that flash about. And I will show you something today. You know, I told you that uh, I had a news about somebody who denied the faith and stuff like that, who was caught in adultery. And I told you that despite the fact that I had it from an eyewitness, a friend of mine who is an apostle who went there and interviewed the man, interviewed the wife, and interviewed all the women, or most of the women, at least 20 women, that he was involved with, with his acts. And he's the one talking to me. I still told him, I have to investigate. I trust you. I believe you. But I will not accept it unless I see evidence myself. And so I went into the, into the internet to look for evidence of his personal record. And I saw him said those things. So, and because I had it from him, not through now an external witness, there is a need for me to address the issue. But I told you that along the line, whether this week somehow, somebody sent a text around again, saying that one of the ministers that is highly respected has now changed his name to a Muslim. 
and that he's now uh, preaching Christ, uh, Christ, Christ Lamb. And I said I went into the internet to look for it. I did not find any evidence from him directly. If anybody tells me something about someone did something, I want to hear him on the video say it. Okay? Even if write-ups are said about it, unless somebody who is reporting an interview with him, question and answer, alright, I will accept that if that question and answer presented, the person that you are talking about validates it. That yes, I'm really the one who was interviewed. So, and I said to you that, look, I have to investigate this, and I have investigated it. I have investigated it. Because I've investigated that, I stand before God's people on earth to say, of course, I checked, the, the, I saw a report from another minister of God of high repute, and he, in his teaching, said that it was true. And he showed a video of this man, which is subjective. Alright? But yet, I decided to go and investigate. When I investigated, I found out that it was a makeup against Rick Warren. If you have received any information from anybody that Rick Warren has become a Muslim, I stand to tell the Church of God on Earth that those information were propagated by Lucifer. To derail Christians, to divert the attention of Christians, so that many Christians will leave the race and begin to think of what the devil had given to them to us. And I decided that I'm going to contact the minister who did a publication video on him. I promise you this. And I'm going to tell him to go back to the social media and correct the error he had spread around the church. I will mention his own name on my television so that everybody who have listened to his video may know that he got it wrong. Rick Warren is not a Muslim. He is a child of God, born again, bona fide. I would together now. Now, let me say something to you, therefore. I'm saying this to you because I want to help you understand. Not every news you hear about your friend is true. Not every news you hear about your enemy is true. What the devil did to the Church of God Pentecostal movement for years is this. He gave us wrong information about himself. The devil. I would gather now, in the name of this deliverance error, Satan sold himself to a group of Christians who believe in all these deliverance trusts, to the place whereby Satan was magnified beyond the, the, the evidence of the scripture in the book of Ephesians, in the, in the book of Luke chapter 10, verse 17 and 18. Let us read that very quickly together. What does the Bible say? The 72 returned. Come on, read it loud. The 72 returned. Uh-huh. Come on now. Is it the disciples only? Is it the 12 who returned now? So the 72 is at the church. So the whole church returned, isn't it? And said, even demons submit to us. And this is the church that is yet to be born again. But they only had the privilege of Jesus giving them power and authority and say, go. And when they went, he came back and he's gone. Talk less about you and I today that that Jesus who gave, who borrowed them the authority now lives inside you. And anywhere you go, you carry him. Now look at the evidence of verse 18. What Jesus says in verse 18, what did he say? Jesus replied, Now, if Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning, we have never heard in the Bible that he rose up again. So, the error of deliverance is to make you feel that demons are more powerful than you. To make you feel that Satan even is standing and you are falling. Are we together now? Jesus did not finish in that scripture. When he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning, what did he say next? I will read it together. 
Timothy will harm you. I love the... I, let me say the King James on this one. Just the King James for me. Shall we read together? To tread upon the serpent and scorpion and over all and read it again. Nothing. Say it again. Nothing. It means that either you call them Mami Water or you call them Water Mami. It doesn't matter. Whatever name you give to those damn demons, it doesn't matter. Jesus, who redeemed the church, said, Nothing of the devil by any means. Excuse me, somebody. Deliverance error tells us contrary. Okay? The Bible says, it doesn't matter what means Satan used, it will fail. This is Jesus himself speaking. He didn't send man, he spoke himself. I would together now. So therefore, if you look at this, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning, arise from heaven, and he says, the next verse, I have given you authority or power, whatever you call it, authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers all the power of the enemy, nothing will harm you. By enemies, nothing shall be. I want to read the King James. I give unto you power to tread on serpents. Serpents. On serpents. And scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, and the saying, he said, nothing by any means shall hurt you. But you know these people he's talking to, they are the ones who are with him. Are we together? Let me show you something. If the Bible says that I saw Satan fall, what does the Bible say about you and I? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. Let's read it very quickly. Shall we read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 together? Give me NIV on this one. Hey, stop. I don't like that way you are reading the holy book. Read the book of life with life. <laughs> Now, God raised you and I up with Christ. And Christ said, I saw Satan fall. But you didn't fall. You were raised from the falling state. I will together now. And Jesus said, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. Okay? And he says that either you kick the head of serpent or you trample over him. Doesn't matter. Who is the serpent? Revelation chapter 12 verse 8. Let's look at what it says. Quick, quick, quick. Today I have very short time. Give me the NIV. Just continue until I tell you to do otherwise. Revelation chapter 12. Read from verse 7 so that you may understand better. And there was war in heaven. The next verse. So who was the dragon? Read it now, the next verse. Alright, so now, the scripture tells you here that the ancient serpent is the devil. So if you go to the Luke 10, 18, it says... I, you will trample on the serpent. And Revelation said that serpent is called the devil. 
I would have got it. Look at these revelations. It says, that great dragon was hauled down that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who, who leads the whole world world. So I want to talk to you now about don't be led astray. He said he was hauled down to the earth and his angels with him. Go to verse 7 of that Revelations 12 and let's see what it says. Shall we read it together? And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. The next verse, but he was not. Read it again. Read it again. Why was Satan not strong enough against the angels? Is it because of the power of the angels? Let me show you. Is it because the angels are created by God to be more powerful than him? No. They were equally powerful. The power of angels is equal. But when Satan fell, God made a distinction of he, of the person who can have the sovereign power. There are powers, but there is sovereign power. A sovereign power is a power that, that rules over powers. I would gather now. So, the Bible says, the devil was not strong enough. He cannot be strong enough to face any one of you. Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> hey. You know, in my language, they said, Adani Loro, Agbara Lufikoni. You don't understand what I said? I just spoke in tongues. <laughs> right, Jesse? Interprete do fois la moi. Adani Loro, Agbara You know what they said? Like, what that means in my language is this. If anybody inflicts you with injury, he has only strengthened your position. Okay? If somebody inflicts me, if somebody wants to attack me, okay, I could be running away. But if he inflicts me with injury, all the fury in me will turn against him. I would gather now. So, someone said, the devil touched me. The devil did this. The devil did It's to strengthen you. He can never be strong enough because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't let anybody lie to you any longer. In the name of anointing, There is nothing the devil can do on earth that you cannot face alone. You don't need an apostle to help you face him. You don't need the cooperation of anybody to face him for you. You can face him because the devil is falling. You are standing. I've given you the scriptures. John 10, 18. And Luke 10, 18. Ephesians 2, 6. A man standing and a man falling, they are fighting. Who wins? But... If you look at it, as Jesus said to them in that look that I have given you power, they were with him, those who were with him. And in Revelation it says that it, 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 the devil fought back. He was not strong enough. How, how was he not strong enough? Let's look at verse 11 of that same Revelation. Shall we read together? Say it again. Say it again. Do you know something? Two things that was with the angels, that was not with Lucifer. The blood of Jesus and what the angels say with their mouths. Testimony. You know the devil had already messed them up in Isaiah 14. But the angels never spoke about that. They testify to the God who is sovereign. They testify to the God who cannot lie. They testify to the God who is forever and ever. And they testify to the God who cannot be overcome. And if that God is on our side, devil you cannot. We come against you by the blood of Jesus. The boldness of the angel was not any one of them. It is not their power. It is not their domain or their hierarchy. It is the name of the Lord and the blood of the Lamb. 
You know why devil overcome Christians, especially if you are if you are within a church where it's only deliverance they do. Your testimony is defeat. You have the blood of the Lamb, but you haven't got a testimony of the blood. Your testimony is fear. Your testimony is negative. You turn everything to demon. When God created all things, you do not give glory to He that lives forever and ever, but you give glory to Satan. Satan can do this. Even I was so mad one day when I was told one of the pastors of Deliverance Church, he bought a car and he came to one of our pastors and said that no, our pastor bought a car and you know, a, a, a brother, his brother who goes to Deliverance Church came to visit him and said, oh, look at my, my new car. He said, have you conducted deliverance for this car? And, and my pastor said, what do you mean? I hope you guys are not going insane. Conduct deliverance for a car? He said, ah, my brother, you don't know who have used the car? Excuse me. Excuse me. When they get a house, they buy a house from somebody, before they enter the house, somebody must come and conduct what they call deliverance in the house. What has building to do with deliverance? If you say you are conducting deliverance for a man, maybe let's settle with that, that you are casting demons out of a man. I mean, do demons, feel, do, do demons live in a house? For what reason would they live on the house? They don't need a house, they need a body. A house is not a body. You buy a cloth in the marketplace, you have to conduct deliverance for the clothes because the person who sold it to you may have demons. Hold it now. Hold it now. You buy meat. If it is halal meat, then they say that you have eaten the meat that has been given to idol because it is halal meat. Whereas halal meat is the recommended... It, the way they kill those halal meats is the way the Bible recommends meat should be, a, a beef should be killed. That slaughter it, remove the blood. We are eating the beef of strangle because you don't want to eat the beef of halal. Let me say something to you. Let them say incantation over the beef, over the, the cow, so that it is by incantation the cow died. By eating, the cow shall be disappeared. <laughs> you don't have to worry whether they incantate over the cow to die, or whether they said some, some words on the cow and it died, and they caught him on the night because they blessed the cow in their whatever blessing. That has nothing to do with, with what you buy in sin, do you know how it's killed? So, their own concept is that because you don't know how it's killed, that's why you have to conduct deliverance. Conduct deliverance for. Listen to me. That scripture that you read in that revelation, it says, verse 9 again, that great dragon was hauled down that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. You will not be led astray. Watch out that you are not deceived. Understand that, you see, these, these angels, there are three elements that form the victory. Okay, go back to verse 11. They overcame the devil by the, and then by, and then, they did not love their life as a stream from them. They have no fear. Blood of the Lamb, word of testimony, and boldness to confront the evil days. Listen to me. If you are listening to me and your position in life has always been a position of, of um, what will I call it now? You know, some people come to church, but church is not in them. You understand what I'm saying? But they come, 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 Bible they don't know. People just came yesterday, they start knowing the Bible because they are reading it. You sit down and say that, I have been going to the church before you were born. Uh -huh. If you have been going to church before he was born, that's why you should have been able to teach him the Bible more than what he knows. 
Satan leads astray. He leads astray. The devil doesn't respect your title. He doesn't respect what you attribute to yourself as your anointing. He doesn't respect how long you have been attending church. He doesn't respect whether you sleep in church or you fast for 200 days. Satan don't care about all that. Those things don't move the devil. The only thing that can appeal to the devil is somebody is with the Lord. And if you are with the Lord, of course you are under the blood. But you testify about him that you know. And you have no fear of anything the enemy can be. Because Jesus has said, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall hurt you. So you can't be led astray. Come on, wake up. I've spoken too extensively on deception. Let me just take you through the book of Jude. All right. I have just 10 minutes on this. Then we will go further on Sunday. Let me show you some few chapters in verses in Jude. Jude is one chapter. Let me show you some few verses in Jude. Jude encapsulates all these three dimensions. Self-deception, satanic deception, and demonic deception. It says in verse 3, Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I have not, I, I, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith. That's the first thing. Underline that. Contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to sins. This truth that, I, that you receive on this pulpit every day, protect it. Fight for it. Number two. Why? For certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are godless men who change the grace of our God into license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign, sovereign and Lord. Understand this. Some men, that's talking about the whole church of God on earth. Okay? That some people will slip into the church, they will become title holders. But these men are godless. They have taken the grace, the doctrine of grace, as a license to be moral. You know when the Bible says morality, it's talking about sexual morality. That's all. Okay? It says in verse 5, though you already know all this, I want to remind you that the Lord delivered his people out of Egypt and later destroyed those who did not believe. You see, that sentence tells you that you can be born again, but yet go to hell. He delivered all his children by salvation, but he later destroyed many in the wilderness so that they did not enter Canaan, which is heaven. I would gather, this is just confirming all what happened to you. Go to verse 7. It says, in a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They served as an example to those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire because of sexual immorality. Verse 8 says, in the very same way, these dreamers pollute them, their own body, reject authority, and slander celestial being. They pollute their body. That is talking about sexually, sexual pollution. Okay? Every sex that is contrary from a man and a woman, and even all these issues about uh, oral sex and masturbation, they are all demonic. They came from witchcraft. And anybody who engage in them or pornography will pollute his body. Okay? Now go to verse 12. These men are blemished at your love feast, eating with you without the slightest crumbs. Shepherds who feed only them, themselves, they are clouds without rain, blown among, uh, along by the wind 
Autumn trees without fruit and uprooted twice dead. That is, they were born again, but now they are now dead. You know, before we were born again, we were dead in our sin. Now, when you are born again, and now you go into all this stuff, you become dead again. That is why I say twice dead. We'll look at that, all the scriptures, deeply. I just wanted to see what the summary of what I've been teaching you. Now, if you look at verse 14, I love it. Enoch the servant from Adam prophesied about these men. Okay, now, I didn't read verse 13. Yes, twice there. Let me read 13. They are wild waves of sea, foaming up, like, uh, foaming up their shame, wandering stars, for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. You know, he's talking to Christians here. And he's saying to us that these Christians will go to hell. Contrary to what some people believe that there's various stages of salvation, there is no various Salvation is only one stage. And to fall from grace is only one stage. Alright? Verse 14 says, Enoch was the seventh um, from Adam prophesied about this man. So, see the Lord is coming. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all the ungodly of all the ungodly acts they have done in ungodly way. And of all the harsh words ungodly sinners have spoken against him, against the Lord himself. These men are grumblers and fault finders. They follow their own evil desire. They boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage. Did you see that now? There's something I'll tell you at the end of it. We're almost getting there. Verse 18, they said to you, in the last times, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desire. These are the men who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. When you have people in groups like choir, like ushers, and they begin to scheme to divide your unity, understand? Blackest darkness is reserved for them. A group who has been going on fine in church, any group of the church, ushers, choir, protocol, they must have leaders appointed and one person in charge. Alright? And everybody under, what do they do? Submit to that one person because that person was appointed by the anointed of the house who was appointed by God. But when you have some other people who come into the midst and they begin to malign the authority, find faults in the authority, if you are not careful, they will lie to you and deceive you into sin. And before you know you who have been vibrant before, submissive before, you begin to contend with your authority and you are contending with your maker. And then privileges of heaven will begin to withdraw from you. You have been advancing in life before. The prophecy of Jude will begin to happen. And you begin to have tragedies and have misfortune and one misfortune to the other. Because you sold yourself to the deception of the devil. The Bible says, let everyone submit to the authority that is above him. Whether they are younger than you or they are older than you. It does not mean. What you cannot tell your bishop, you cannot tell anybody he has appointed. If you think that in their approach they have wronged you, you come to the bishop and tell him. Who can tell you the truth? Whether you yourself, you are getting big-headed because you think that you should be the one in authority and they appointed somebody else. Or if it was true and he can handle it. Understand the devil leads many astray. People will come to you and will dampen your spirit from going to church. Church, 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 church every day. Uh-uh. Whereas the Bible says in the book of Acts 42, that, uh, chapter 2, from 42 down, that those who devoted themselves to the apostles attended church daily. After all, when you die, you will be in church all eternity. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. It's not that we're going to be singing in heaven all the time. But church, what is church? The presence of the Lord. 
and God is in his heaven. And when the new heaven and the new earth is created and we are brought to come and rule, the Lord himself will be the last light. The Bible says, anyone who will discourage you from what you originally know for God, they are being taken over by the devil. But you, verse 20, Dear friends, build yourself up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourself in God's love as you await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt, snatch others from the fire and save them. To others, show mercy mixed with fear, hating every, hating even the clothing stained with corrupt flesh. Can you see what the Bible is saying? Okay. When I looked at this word of 18 and 19, let me sound a note of warning or caution on this. That was why I started with you about Rick Warren. Some people just started talking about, you know, ministers, not people who are caught in the act of sin, but insinuation that they think that this person is this and that person had done that which they haven't done and you have to be very careful because Satan will use the internet a lot in this season he's using it already to destroy Christians I told you about the YouTube when you could look for preaching Satan three devils will follow one such of a godly man your Facebook all the time you just see some some nonsense coming to your Facebook. You are not in control of your, your life anymore. Satan wants to control every man as much as he can. And some Christians get into this pornography. I was even told recently that over 90% of ministers, they found out that they are, they are having addiction in pornography. Now, if they are having addiction in pornography, then how much more Christians? Okay? And you know something that what you see registers in your spirit waiting for some time for Satan to use the record for your dreams. Okay? Understand this. We must guide ourselves. Investigate everything thoroughly. If anybody says anything to you, investigate it thoroughly. I will teach you about two things. There is the act of ungodliness, which is clean clear. Okay? People who divorce their wife, leaders, and they marry their, the head of the choir. You can't tell me that that head of choir is just the day they divorce their wife, they saw her. Something must have been going on while the relationship was on. It is that nonsense that went on that really divided the family that the husband can't love the wife again. He's not loving the head of choir. If it happened in your church, all of you, don't, don't pray for your, for your bishop or pastor. Surround him and tell him that you are not leaving this building. Instead of you to leave this place and die and go to hell, pastor or apostle, apostle bishop, prophet, we won't let you. You have been showing us way to heaven, you will not go to hell. And take that uh, head choir and say, that is the door. If you don't leave now, we will throw you out. Instead of you to say and leave the man and say, ah, well... And where God help him? No, you help him. The guy is dead, twice dead. Beat him with the word so that he can rise up. Don't accept him to perish. We understand? The devil is looking for everyone. We have to rescue one another. We have to stand for one another. Unless the one who says that I don't want your help. Haven't you done everything to restore him? If he says I don't want your help, the Bible says do not eat with him. Alright? So, by the grace of God on Sunday, we will look much into this. But there are several things that the Bible says you should care for in this scripture. One, build up yourself in your most holy faith. Two, pray in the Holy Spirit. Number three, keep yourself in God's love. Number four, expect the coming of the Lord all the time. Number five, be merciful to those who 
who, you know, are falling away and snatch people from hell. Number six, show mercy mixed with fear. And number seven, hate the works of flesh. This is where we stop tonight. Let's stand up together and pray. I want us to pray just the last verse that Jude wrote. We call it doxology. Say to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before him glorious, before his glorious presence without fault and without, with, and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. We're going to pray. Lord, sustain me by the power of your name. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. To him who is able to keep you from falling, sustain me by the power of your name. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. Empower me. Help my mind that Satan will not lead me astray. Help my family that Satan will not lead us astray. Pray for strength of heaven. Help me, Lord Jesus. Ask for strength to continue. Ask the Lord the victory that we have received in these three days. We will not lose it. Protect my heart and mind. Do not let any one of us go back to the place of sin. We will not go back to our vomits. Tell the Lord we will go from high to high, from victory to victory. Oh Lord, my King. Oh Lord, my God. Tell the Lord, help me. Help me. Don't let me go down anymore. There are some decisions that you have made during these days to serve God with all your strength, to serve God with all your heart. Pray to God and tell God, help me to stand by these decisions because those decisions came by the Holy Spirit. Decision not to disappoint God. Decision not to let God down. Decision to hold your position in the household of faith. Decision to add values to your life. Decision not to disgrace God. The devil will not laugh at me. You made the decision. Tell the Lord, help me. Change the way I speak. Change the way I see. Change the way I reason. Help me, Lord. Hey, Father. Rabodo sekebabo. Ligrimbale gedobasi rabosha prakatidai. Me pelodes kema bombra le moshakatendai. Ori da boshika pare gedebole masegara do bahara. Oh Lord! Oh Lord! They overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their 
testimony. They did not count their life as to shrink from death. By boldness and faith in the name of the Lord, they confronted the devil. They overcame the enemy. They did not bring shame to God. They did not bring shame to His kingdom. Lord, we pray. Lord, we pray. Hear our cry, O God. Sovereign Lord, Sovereign Lord, Sovereign Lord, Sovereign Lord. Palemba bomba yele kubale maromo shanda imakasaraka. Hey, maya no boshande heria. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with us again. I declare to you, as it is written, the dragon, the serpent, called the devil, who leads astray the whole world. I declare none of you will be led astray by him in the name of Jesus. If there be any offspring of this church all over the world, People who have passed through this house and they have spread into various places. Ministers who associate with this house. Father, and the members of their churches, we bring them together and call them our household. And Shipwreck. Father, tonight we command it to be cut off in the name of Jesus Christ. As day is tonight, let enmity be between them, Lord. For the destiny of Christ with Tabernacle and all his household all over the world is to uphold the gospel of righteousness and to live a life of holiness and a life of power and purity. That the world may know is the same Christ yesterday, today, and forever. Not to compromise in the way of our speech. Not to compromise in our character and behavior. So Lord, I pray, every yoke of the enemy be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Every yoke of the enemy be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Let all eyes be open. Father, let all eyes be open. Lord, in the midst of darkness that surrounds, I say, let there be light. Father, you said in the first day this church was planted. When I ask you, what will I preach? What message have you got for your people? You said to me, say to them, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I call you, Lord, back to the foot of my covenant with you. And the covenant you made with me. When you appeared to me on the February in 1984. Father, let it begin in the name of Jesus Christ. In this month of May, pour your grace upon
this house. In this month of May, pour your mercy upon this house. In this month of May, pour your power upon this house. Father, in this month of May, pour your increase upon this house. Mark us among mankind. Mark us among mankind. Let our flesh die. Let our flesh die. Every garment of flesh, I command you to be consumed with fire. Lord, enable CFT to live a life of purity. Enable CFT to live a life of God that will satisfy you. Father, deaf our ears to every strange doctrine. Let our ear be open to the very voice of our Maker. Let the fear of God enter the heart of everyone in this family. What does it profit a man? To gain the whole world. To be rich and have money. Build houses. Mansions all over. Big cars and jets. Empires. But lose his own soul. May that not be a portion in the name of the Father. May that not be a portion in the name of the Son. May that not be a portion in the name of the Holy Spirit. The venomous beasts that have been unleashed to the earth by Lucifer. Who have a mandate from Lucifer to manipulate the mind of man and water down the world of purity. So that mankind will go to hell with him. Lord, arrest them in the name of Jesus. Arrest them in the name of Jesus. Father of glory, have mercy. Father of glory, have mercy. Father of glory, have mercy. These that I say, many do not understand. These that I know, many are not understood. Only a few have seen. Lord, we join together our voices as you have scattered us across the globe. Father, Father, evil spirit of hell that Satan has sent out to manipulate tactically the mind of men, even the church, so that they will water down the word of truth and man will not look for God anymore. They will look for success instead of God. They will look for deliverance instead of God. They will look for healing instead of God. All the spirit of hell that have invaded your church, arrest them, Father, in the name of Jesus. Let your glorious church arise from the dust of the earth. Let your glorious church arise from the dust of the earth. Grant power to the weak. Strengthen the leaves of those who are fainting. Lord, encourage the faithful in the house. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I ask you, turn upside down the tables of the money changer. So that as it was in the book of Acts, let it begin in this house. 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 Raise our daughters as the daughters of Philip. Raise our young men as Savior, O God. Raise our old men as Peter and Paul. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth. Raise our Aquilas and Priscilla. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth. Lord, let our women be like Bobby. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth. Bring out all your requests before the Lord. Yes, Lord. Mm. My God and King, read through these letters to God. Read through this request to God. Lord, this request is placed before you and not man. 
You who is able to read the intention of the heart of man, read the heart of these people, bring manifestation to this request. Oh Lord my God. <laughs> As they depart from here, there shall be testimonies. As you told me, I speak. As they depart from this place tonight, ah, Lord, including me, there shall be testimony, Lord. The eyes of man have had it that I would dance to. Lord, so will they also celebrate. Jehovah, you told me and I do. Every sickness found in the bodies of people standing here, I command you out to open your mouth. Shut up in the name of Jesus. Father, anyone that is connected to these people, wherever they may be in the world, that Satan has touched, I command the sicknesses to be put together. I command you out, open your mouth, shut it up! Every control of Satan be destroyed. Every torment of hell be vanquished. Those who have been failing exam, receive insight. The spirit of success, descend upon this house. Let their fingers be connected with their mind. Let their mind be connected with their hearts. Let their heart, oh God, produce success. In every form, shape. You will be successful. The very mouth of the Lord has spoken. With long life the Lord will satisfy you. Every plot of the enemy over you and your household. I counsel them in the name of the Father. And in the name of the Son. And in the name of the Holy Spirit. He says, thus says the Lord. I will send my angel to go ahead of you. The angel of the Lord assigned to you shall guide you. It will bring you to the place that God has prepared. You will listen to what he says. And you will obey what the word of God says. So shall it be and so it is. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the king of heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Hallelujah forevermore. I hear a song in my spirit from the time I was getting to the end of this message. It says, Lord, I come to you. Let my heart be changed.